The following recording is a presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Rohnert Park, California, and of Pastor Val Mark Smith. We are an independent Baptist congregation committed to the accurate presentation of the historical doctrines of the faith. We welcome your visit to our services anytime here in the Rohnert Park area. Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. Let's begin at verse, let's just look at verse 11. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin, because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, His servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed him from the heart, uh, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the gift of salvation, the gift of your grace. Where would we be without it, Lord? We, we, would, we would have no purpose, no, no, no meaning. Our life would just be lived for self and self-gratification. And Father, help us as we go forward in our daily lives as believers. Help us to keep you in focus, to understand and remember the great cost of our spiritual liberty. Bless us as we study your word today, instruct and teach us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, Each of us in this room today have been called unto service. Uh, We were called from death unto life. We were given the grace of God, and we we were regenerated, We were given the ability to repent and to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, and we were given eternal life. And because of all of that, there are certain expectations that God has upon us. And one of those expectations is that we would be his servants, that we would serve him. This was the theme, by the way, of Jesus' life on this earth. In Philippians chapter 2, we read, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. The theme of Jesus' life on this earth was that 
of a servant. He was here to serve, not to be served, but to serve. That's why he came. And we have to remember that. Are we greater than the master? No, we're not greater than the master. And his example to me was to be a servant. And so a servant I must be. A servant to the father. A servant to the son. A servant to the church. A servant to my brethren. And your purpose is the same. You too have been called to be a servant. Not to be served, but to be a servant. That's why Paul told us to consider others better than ourselves. We're, we're, to, we're to look to the needs of others. And as we look to the needs of others, the Lord will, will speak to the hearts of others and they will look to our needs as well. Isn't that a beautiful thing? <laughs> it's such a beautiful thing. I, I, just, I just have never gotten over that. 37 years, going on 38 years as a, as a Christian, and I've been so amazed at how God has met every one of my needs throughout the, those years. And I say he met all of my needs. He didn't meet all my wants. You might want to note that down. He doesn't meet all your wants. But he does meet all your needs. Everything you need will be provided by God. There's been a lot of things I wanted that God hasn't provided. And so I, I have to assume I didn't, I didn't need that. I may have wanted it, but I didn't need it. So we have to remember these things. Jesus taught us to serve by his example. In John chapter 13, Jesus states, Ye call me Master and Lord, and ye say well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example, that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, The servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. You know where happiness is found? Happiness is found in serving. It really is. Happiness is found in serving others. If that's not true, then why are those who, why are the wealthiest people on this planet who have everyone waiting on them hand and foot, why are they so miserable? Why are they so unhappy? Why do they commit suicide? Because there's no joy in that. We, listen, man was not made to be served. Hey, I'm sorry. You don't like that? I'm sorry, but man was not created to be served. Man was created to serve. And he can only be happy when he's serving. So, so far in, in this study on, on a servant of the living God, we've, we've examined the many attributes of a servant, and I hope that they've been helpful to you. Um, but I, I have to focus on the last verse I just read from John. Verse 17, he said, If ye know these things, happy are ye if you do them. 
At no point in a Christian's life here on this earth will he or she ever be any happier or feel any more fulfilled than when they are actively serving Christ. Conversely, there is no lasting joy for the Christian in disobedience to God. Consider Samson. In Judges chapter 16, uh, Delilah told Samson, the, <clears throat> the Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. Now listen to this. And he wist not that the Lord was departed from him. Isn't that sad? Samson was so far from God, he didn't even realize that God was, 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 had departed from him, that the Spirit of God had been pulled back, had been removed from him. That was a sad statement in the Word of God. When I read that years ago, I thought, wow. How, how can a Christian, how can someone who claims to be a Christian get so low that he's not even aware that God is no longer with him? He was God's chosen, the judge of the Philistines, yet he loved the people of the world more than God, and it cost him dearly. So we've been called to serve, and serve we must. Now, this morning, as I conclude this, this series... <laughs> Of all the attributes I discussed with you, I, I want to sum, sum it all up. I can sum it all up with five individual ones that we're just going to review here. I'm not going to take a lot of time to develop them. We've already developed them. So we're just going to discuss them for your admonition. So number one, the first attribute I want to highlight is this. We are to be faithful to serve. We're to be faithful to serve. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Unfortunately, today, this is often not the case. Our society has become a very unfaithful one. All of us in this room this morning have been disappointed at one time or another, by someone that has let us down. Each one of you could, could admit to that. Yes, I've, someone has let me down in my life and it disappointed me. In Proverbs twenty five nineteen, Solomon writes, Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. So I can summarize a lot of our responsibilities as servants by simply saying we must be faithful. You know, there are many reasons not to be in church, right? There are. And, and some of those are perfectly good reasons not to be in church. There, there are many reasons not to serve the Lord, not to be active in your church, not to, not to spend more time than you do. There, there, are, there are reasons, justifiable and good. But there's one reason that's overriding and that we should be faithful. And that is because God is worthy. 
I'm, I, I, I believe in being faithful to my wife. We've been married, it'll be 38 years this September. I've been faithful to her. I've never spent any time with any other woman since we were married. My wife and I, don't, we don't travel separately. For 17 years here in the school, we worked in the same place every day. We worked together. Try that, guys. Try working with your wife for 17 years. Brian, go home and, well, you, you kind of do. You kind of do. Yeah, she's, she's there all the time. I've been faithful to her. Uh, I've been faithful to my children. All the years of their life, I've been faithful to look to their needs and to take care of them and to provide for them. I get up every morning at 4 a.m. I, I get, I take a shower, thankfully, and I get dressed. And I drive 45 minutes to work every day. And I work nine, ten hours a day, and then I get back in the traffic and drive an hour home every day. And I did, I've done that all these years for one reason, because the Bible says if we don't take care of our own, we're worse than an infidel. And I've been faithful to provide uh, for my family. Well, God has been faithful, but I've been faithful to labor and work for my family. I've been faithful all these years. That's important. And since the day that the Lord redeemed my worthless soul, I've tried to be faithful to him. And, and to, to see to the duties that he's appointed me to serve him. And we must be faithful. But secondly, I want to say this. Not only are we to be faithful to serve, but secondly, let me remind us, we ought to be dedicated to our service. Dedicated to our service. Ephesians chapter 6, we read, Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in singleness of your heart as unto Christ, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men. We are to be dedicated on the job, on, on your job. You should be you should set an example. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Those of you who have jobs, do the people you work with know you're a believer? If, if you say, they know I'm a believer, raise your hand for me right now. Just raise your hand. Okay, you have a testimony to, to live then. You know what? If you're going to be a lazy dog, and if you're going to cheat on your boss, then don't tell anyone you're a believer. Don't tell them you're a Christian. Because you'll do more harm to them if you tell them you are and you, you are a lazy dog. We are to be, we are to be dedicated. And, and listen, that's also so important. <laughs> that's why you got to be careful where you work. You know, it's no secret. Most people in this room know that in 2012, I laid myself off from the school. I stopped taking a salary and so that the ladies in the school could all draw their salaries. But I continued to run the school every day. And I looked for jobs and there were a lot of jobs opened up. That's right around the time when the casino opened. And oh, people, I could have got a job at the casino 
but I wasn't going to do that. And I'm not trying to lift myself up here. I'm just simply saying my dedication to the Lord would not allow me with a good conscience to work at a winery or to work at a, at a casino or any place like that. And, and uh, God blessed me. He ran me through the fire. I had some, I had some miserable jobs for a while. But he's really blessed. He really came through and blessed us. He, he, if we're faithful to him, he's faithful to us. Amen. But we're to be dedicated to our service. Paul said, not with eye service. Not, not just to impress man. But to, 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 to honor God. We're to be dedicated. If you're an usher in this, in this church, then you ush better than, to the best of your ability. If you're a deacon, you deke as best you can. If you play the piano and the organ, be prepared to play every service. Give it everything you got. If you teach a Sunday school lesson, be prepared to teach, whether it's in here or across the hall. Some of you men teach in the, in the Sunday school and, and in the, the um, junior church services. Be ready. Don't give it a lick and a promise. Be faithful and be dedicated and and be ready to, to present God's word to those children. If, if you're called upon to stand in the pulpit, as some of you sometimes are, and preach, you, you be ready to preach. You, you study and you pray and you labor and you be dedicated to what you do. <laughs> you wives, be dedicated to your husband. You husbands, be dedicated to your family. You children, honor and be diligent to your parents. Respect your family name. Honor it. Be dedicated. That's what it takes to be a servant. And to be a good and faithful servant. It takes dedication. I can't tell you how many times over the last 38 years that I've shown up on Sunday morning to do something to, for the church services. And found that something is not ready to go. That something has been undone. <laughs> that means somebody didn't do their job. Somebody dropped the ball. Somebody wasn't dedicated enough. You know, that's one of the things, and he's not here, so I'll, I'll praise him, is Bob. A lot of Saturdays, Bob is over here, and he's got that soundboard back there all over the floor. And sometimes I look at him and say, Hey, is this thing going to be ready for tomorrow? Oh, yeah, don't worry. And he does it. That's why we never show up on Sunday morning and see weeds growing up all over the fence and, and all of that because there are men who are dedicated. They come out even on a hot Saturday and they do the lawn work. Brother Gary and other men. Kyle. The Petros. And the, the boy. I used to love to come by and see Samuel and Benjamin. Pushing their little wheelbarrow around here and, and, and doing things for the Lord. Amen? We come to the choir every Sunday morning. and Linda and Bronwyn have, and Randy have everything ready to go. We're not searching around. Oh, no, where are the song books? Where are the, where are the choir books? Anybody know? No, it's all ready. Brother Gary gets here and makes sure the ushers, I mean the sound men have the CDs and Make sure everything's ready to go. You see, it takes dedication to do a good job. 
And we are to be dedicated in our service to the Lord. Don't, don't, don't say, don't develop the attitude that says, ah, well, someone else will, will take care of it if I don't get it done. You know that's true. Someone else will, but someone else shouldn't have to. Amen. Paul said in 2 Timothy, For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless I am not ashamed, for I know whom I believe, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. <laughs> Paul is saying there, I can be dedicated because Christ was dedicated. Jesus was, was dedicated in fulfilling the will of the Father on this earth. And nothing was going to prevent him from doing that. And so it should be with us. We should be dedicated. We should be faithful. Number three, the third characteristic that I'm going to say encompasses all of the characteristics of a, of a servant of the living God is that number three, we are to be sincere in our service. Sincere. Joshua chapter 24, Joshua states, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. Sincere. This word literally means without blemish or pure. Our service, our service to the Lord is to be of a pure heart. Not with ulterior motives. Not with what can we get out of it. But sincere service. I've known people who come to church because they have a bad relationship. A bad marriage or wayward children. And over the years I've seen them come to the church and join the church. and But you see they're not... They're not sincere in their motive for being here. They're they're here to use the church to try to to correct something that's wrong in their life. I've known people who have come to this church just to get recognition. I've told the story before of a man who who came to this church and uh, when when he found out, I won't go into the reasons, but when he found out he could not be a deacon... He got mad and he left. See, he wasn't here because he loved the Lord. He wasn't here because he wanted to serve God. He was here because he wanted, he wanted to be recognized. He wanted, to, he wanted people to make a fuss over him. I've known people who come just to get what they can for themselves. But our service unto God is to be sincere. Samuel said, only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart. For consider how great things he had done for you. That's a powerful statement by Samuel. For consider what great things he has done for you. I gave my teenagers in high school an assignment once. I told them, I want you to go home and I want you to sit down and I want you to make, get a sheet of paper and make two columns. On the left side, I want you to list everything, everything that's happened to you that God disappointed you, that he didn't, he didn't do what you expected from him. 
And on the other column, I want you to list everything that God has done for you. Even those things you, you weren't expecting, but he's done them for you. And I told them, I'll give $1,000 to any of you whose left list is longer than your right list. In fact, I told them, I said, I'll give you $1,000 if, if you can put 10 things on the left list. Needless to say, about 12 of them showed up with 11 things on the left list. But they weren't real. <laughs> it wasn't true. Isn't God good to us? God is so good. You know, even if we get nothing, even if we get nothing between the day we got saved and the day we die, even if we got nothing, God is still good to us because he's given us eternal life and we don't deserve it. We need to be sincere. Remember this, our service is going to be judged by Christ. Everything that we've done in our bodies since we were saved is going to be judged by Christ. Not for punishment, but to determine reward. In Ecclesiastes chapter 12, Solomon states, For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. God is going to judge our service. He's going to judge Everything we've done since we were saved for the purpose of reward. So our service then needs to be faithful, needs to be dedicated, and needs to be sincere. Number four, and this one is important, we are to be cooperative as we serve. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. It amazes me the number of churches I see across this nation that are built upon ministries of hate and contention. Now, it is true that we are to contend for some things. I listed a few things on your study sheet. We are to contend uh, with the works of evil. Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 4. They that forsake the law praise the wicked, but such as keep the law contend with them. We are to we are to contend with the works of evil by, by doing righteous things. Next, we are to contend for the faith. Jude chapter 1 and verse 3. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. We're to contend for the faith, we're to contend against false doctrine. This would be the doctrine of the, of the Catholics, of the Mormons, of, of the pantheists, of the Jehovah Witnesses, of the Islamics. God commands us to dwell in peace whenever possible. However, we are to stand for truth. And we are to stand against false teaching. We are to contend for the faith. <coughs> And God is, by the way, pleased when we dwell in, in peace and harmony. Our service is to be faithful, dedicated, sincere, cooperative. And lastly this morning, we are to be generous with our service. We are to be generous 
with our service. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 27. Withhold not good from them to whom it is due when it is in the power of thine hand to do it. There are some that sit in a church like this. They hear the call from the pastor to help and serve and they just ignore the call. They hold back that which God has given them the ability to do. You know, one of the things I, I'm really proud of Berean Baptist Church, when there's a need presented to this church, maybe <clears throat> maybe it's one of our missionaries that has a need, and they present that need to our church, and pastor presents it to our people. Our people are generous and sacrifice and give so that we can meet that need. And that is the heart of a servant. That's the heart of a servant. Jesus, remember Jesus told the story of the little widow who walked into the temple and she threw one mite in the, in the offering plate. One little mite, which I believe if I remember correctly amounts to like six and a half cents. She threw it in the offering And Jesus told these Pharisees and these rulers and all these wealthy men. He said, that widow has given more than all of you combined. Because she gave everything she had. Jesus said she gave out of her poverty. You give out of your abundance, but she gave out of her poverty. And you know, for a servant of God... We're to be generous with our, not only our treasure, but with our talents, with our time. We're to be loving and compassionate and kind. And, and we're to look to each other's needs and we're to, we're to look to the things that, that people have that we can help. If it's something that I can do, I should do it. That's what, that's what, the, that's what uh, Proverbs said. Withhold not good from them to whom it is due when it is in the power of thine hand to do it. I have a statement, I think, on your study sheets, and I'll be done with this. If you will do anything for God, do it today. Because for you, tomorrow may never come. If God puts it in your heart today to do something, then do it today. Why would you wait? Well, you know, I want to buy a new bowling ball, so I won't give that money today, Lord. I'll give it, I'll give it next month. Well, I know that, I know that that person over there has need of something, but you know, I might need that myself next week, so. I'll just hang on to it for a while. And then if I don't need it, then I'll give it to them. If you are going to do anything for God, do it today. I've heard people say, well, when I retire, I'm going to serve the Lord more. When I retire, I'm going to give more time to the church. No, you won't. I'm, I'm just here to tell you, you won't. Because you'll find other things to do with all that extra time. If you're going to do anything for God, do it today. Because tomorrow, you know tomorrow never comes. Do you know that? 
Because tomorrow there will be another tomorrow. There will always be a tomorrow. So don't say I'll do it tomorrow. Just say yes Lord. I'll do it now. All right, folks, that's all the time I have. And uh, I've enjoyed studying this series on being a servant to God. It's helped me a lot. I've learned a lot of things I didn't realize before. Uh, and, and I've tried to apply them to my life. And I hope the same is true for you. All right. Thank you for being here this morning. We are dismissed. Thank you for listening to this presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Ronan Park, California. If you would like further information about our church, please feel free to call us at area code 707-584-7275 or write to us at Berean Baptist Church, 6298 Country Club Drive, Ronert Park, California, 94928. Additionally, you may visit us on the World Wide Web at www.bebaptist.org.